Welcome to Altered Potters, where we hang out with fellow artists and talk while getting a little altered. I am one of the hosts, Ryan Myers, a full-time studio artist and instructor. And I'm the other host, Rochelle Miller, a ceramic artist and instructor, and this is Altered Potters. Hey, welcome to another Altered Potter. Hello. <laughs> hey. Ryan showed up, and I'm here, Rochelle, and we have a guest. Our guest today was one of my students for, were you a student for a year or a semester? Two semesters. I took sculpture as well. So that was a year. So yeah. Two semesters. Yeah. Uh, yep. Brendan Kelly, he's a young buck. Just young buck. finding his way. In the clay. Finding his way <laughs> in the clay. I would like us to rhyme as much as we possibly can. As so, much puns and rhyming as possible. Please. Okay. Please. I'll try. Let's make it happen. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to talk about what we're drinking and what we're drinking out of. I'm drinking out of a tall whiskey cup. It's um, from Dan Finnegan. He lives in Virginia. It's salt-fired. And so narrow, it could not take a craft ice. I know, which I was disappointed, but I like this a lot. I can put whiskey in this and still say I just had one, even though it holds more than a normal whiskey cup. How so. do you know when to stop pouring when you fill it up? Yeah, when it's to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also drinking Ryan's whiskey out of a Zach Spates wood-fired, you know me, with some uh, uh, side-fired seashells on the side. Probably a chino on it. Oh yeah, it's definitely a yeah. chino. So, yeah. Got some nice... Really nice cut, faceted. Pop. Yeah, it's faceted. And do you like anticipate where you're gonna place it on your mouth? I when like you to wing it. it. If it dribbles a little bit, then it's just in the mustache. Yeah. Flavor for later. Mm. <laughs> that would just go on my shirt. Let's see, there's until I grow a mustache. <laughs> or a flavor saver. Yeah. A flavor saver. I have Natasha Alphonse cut that we got when we were in St. Croix for their pottery festival, and she, I believe, is out of um, Washington, Washington State. Yeah. And it's it's a sweet little cup, and this is the first time I've drunk on it. It. It's a wood fired, but it's got a little thumb hold and it's perfect for wine. I'm drinking a Pinot Gris. I'm drinking a Kendall Jackson Pinot Gris. <laughs> 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 my, my wine intake is based on I don't want to drink anything too cheap, so it's got to be over $10, but I'm so cheap I don't want it to be over $20. Well, it's, it's fair because we have that. a guy that comes into work who orders $2,000 bottles of wine. Oh my goodness. For fun. Does he want company to help him drink the He $2, does say $2, that he saves it and gives it to his friends. Oh, so. that's a terrible problem to have, that you have yeah. $2,000 burning yeah. a hole in your pocket. Oh my gosh. Well, let's get to it. Let's t start. Start. Uh, Ryan actually wrote let's down... Get dirty. I know. He, he, <laughs> let's get dirty. <laughs> and we're in my really... Beautiful, clean studio. Roomy studio tonight. Lots where of room <laughs> for activities. It's a seven by ten foot space. <laughs> It's about the size of a large walk-in closet. <laughs> But it's cozy. It, um, Everything's within arm's reach. Everything. I usually know where most things are. And if I didn't put it back, then I'm totally fucked. And I probably won't find it for a year. Yeah, my studio is only a little bit bigger than this. I still lost everything. So. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your story, Brendan. Stuff. Well, I, I first met Brendan. I wanted to start with like when I first knew him. Yeah. Uh, at MATC when I taught there. He seemed overexcited. Like MATC classes. Like no one's excited about doing right. ceramics. And 
you were like grinning from ear to ear and you know I'm asking questions and Brendan's like I know the answer you know like he's the first one and so how old were you when you first started taking you were classes? only 18 I was right? 18 yeah. yeah at first when I met Brendan I'm like who's this sketchy dude he had long greasy hair and oh, like one of, a lot of tie-dye one of the, one of these guys being like judgmental on previous experiences of long-haired tie-dye dudes in ceramics we got through the first project and then got to the second where we started throwing and like he sat and wedged up 50 balls of clay and threw 50 cups in one sitting and i'm like oh shit wow. like, this guy is serious like, he's, he's legit yeah i had like, at that time i hadn't thrown pots for the longest the biggest break i had taken at the time from when i had started throwing when i was uh, like 15 or 16 and that was i went like six months mm. and i was like killing me like i hadn't i hadn't got to do anything so like that was wild for me yeah so in one day like, shit let me do something please you instantly through more in like one class than everyone else did combined in the yeah. whole semester you know <laughs> yeah that was but, Do were yeah. people asking you for help a little bit it's a weird environment i feel at matc sometimes there's, there's some ladies um, that liked him they were impressed I, <laughs> <laughs> You had experience in high school then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started throwing. We, we were allowed to throw once in middle school, right before you go into high school. Sure. And I hated it. I was, this is the worst thing ever. I wasn't good at it. Did I you mean, have obviously. a teacher that had a solid foundation no. in it? So no. they were kind of like, this is right. a there, wheel and this was, is where you turn Hey, I did this in college 10 years ago and I'm going to show you what it is kind yeah. of and then let you do it. It was whatever. And then I got into school in high school. I wanted to take clay and I couldn't because you had to take like an intro class. So mm -hmm. I did that. I got into it and I slowly was adapting, but I still was like, I don't know if I want to throw pots. Like I'll do sculpture stuff. I did a bunch of like sculpture stuff in high school for a short amount of time. I just like started throwing more because we had to. And I'm like, actually, I really like this. And then I started like, you know, staying late or coming in during study hall, you know, and doing that. I just dove in and did that. And then at the time, my history teacher's husband, Paul, that I was talking about earlier, Paul Boland, taught adult classes out of their house in his basement. And she goes, hey, I bet he'd let you hang out and like take an adult class so i reached out to him and so then i was you know doing class in school i was taking his like adult class at his house um after school once or twice a week i ended up becoming like really good friends with him he'd let me just kind of hang out i would there all the time he kind of gave me a safe place so like, and it's a completely different experience not, yeah. you know because it was adult it was yeah, right people, were serious people just in their underpants and right <laughs> drinking alcohol and naked yeah. throwing pots and where's that can i sign up yeah I'll it's in this guy's basement. <laughs> yeah, it's in this guy's basement. Yeah, and then the, the, the big shift, though, was my grandpa was a sign painter. The second he heard about, you know, me getting into, like, art and doing that sort of as a profession, potentially, he, like, jumped at it. Within less than a year of me throwing pots, he bought me a wheel. He went drove to Chicago or something and bought, like, a Shimpo Whisper. Hmm. Um, Whisper. And then he gave me money, and I bought a small little Paragon cone sitter uh, electric kiln. Wow. Um, and I hooked that up in my parents' garage. And so by the time I was... 17 i had i was like submitting my you know ap portfolio i was pretty much firing most of my pots at home by myself and like kind of i had like my own studio at home basically at the time so i was kind of doing that immediately um which was kind of the big shift awesome. what's well, crazy that all happened when you before were a teenager you and yeah. right. i was out of grad yeah. school for how many years before i could afford to buy my first wheel yeah. i just got my first yeah. kiln not too long ago that was brand new yeah so yeah, yeah the so, first new kiln is like 
you feel like you've made it. My Which God. it wasn't a new kill, it was a very beat up kill. Oh, I was. But it was, it, was, it, it was worked. It, it was, was a, you know, those the cone sitters are like, they work forever. I feel like they yeah. really, there's nothing that's going to go they wrong. They do, unless you have kiln that was originally wired Canadian electrical. Yeah, I don't mess with Canadian first, electrical. That was my <laughs> first kiln, was one I got on in the newspaper someplace, and they kept burning <laughs> through the elements, and I realized it was manufactured in Canada. Yeah, it's because it they run everything on maple syrup. Yes, we didn't realize that till after spending right, right. a lot of money on elements. We should have just bought maple right. syrup. That's exactly. Maple syrup is more expensive probably than <laughs> electricity. You think so? I know so. Well, you know from creating your own maple syrup. Well, I know how it much work. It didn't, it didn't cost me anything to make it, but right. it took a lot of work. It would cost you your time. I use more wood making maple syrup than firing a wood kiln. That's like, crazy. It was insane. Anyway, yeah. we're off track. That's a pretty awesome experience. Are you still in touch with those folks? Yeah, the guy, Paul, that I said, you know, I demo at the high school, you know, so we keep in touch. I don't go and see him as much as I would like to. Mm -hmm. I see a couple of them because it was funny because like one of the women in class with me, you know, in this like adult class was actually my art teacher for one year in middle oh, school. Wow. And so yeah, all of a sudden, you know, I was 17, 18 years old hanging out with her as she was my teacher, yeah. you know, five, six years old. But I, I don't think people realize five, that six. those- How long did you go to high school? <laughs> <laughs> it was like sixth or seventh grade. He wanted to, he wanted to do another Sorry. another round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't think people always realize that art teachers teaching all of those mediums, they're not right. always super confident in all those right. different. Oh well, yeah, totally. Right. Which is like again, I which now that I've lived in Madison, I've you know I've been in the area for six years, I think, and you know now I'm friends with a lot of people from the area, and I know mm -hmm. a lot of people that have went to West, mm -hmm. and I've always told them like you guys are so incredibly fortunate that you've had a, a teacher you know like Phil Lyons um, who really does know stuff about clay and like making pots and, and doing stuff like that because um, I had the opposite experience right. well you told me in the past that your high school teacher didn't believe that you were making the work that you were bringing in yeah so it brought on this whole no it brought on this whole joke with because I was again making pots at school I was uh -huh. an APR I was making pots at his house and then making pots at home because I <laughs> I mean I think that, that that's kind of beautiful at the same time because right. I feel like that's you found your life right. Well, and I, to me, I think certain things take a certain amount of dedication. Mm -hmm. And I, they I, do. I chose very young that this was ha what was happening. Yeah. You know, whether or not I've had to sidetrack and work jobs and stuff to figure other stuff out. But um, yeah, and so I did that. And, and I told her, I said, we were coming up to our halfway point in class and we had a critique. And she goes, everyone brings everything they, they've made for this time period. And I go, hey, do you mind if I bring in the stuff I've been making at home? You know, I've been firing pots at home. She knew all about this. She, she knew I got a kill on the wheel. Like, I talked to her about everything. And she'd let me bring glazes home and stuff sometimes. And uh, she goes, yeah, of course you bring stuff that you've been making at home whatever the table i sat at i think i had like i don't even know a four foot by four foot four foot by five foot circle table or table and i filled the entire thing and everyone else had maybe 10 mm -hmm. you know and that's not me trying to whatever be any type of way you know yeah and i you know and some people were doing pretty well but you know and that, but that was the thing is i'd have kids ask me all the time and be like oh what are you what are you doing this or that and i'm like you go home and you whatever you do stuff so then she pulled me out of class and basically accused me of not making and was like, well, you could have gone somewhere and like it, taken these or something. It goes or, like, back to what uh, I started saying in the beginning. It's the tie-dye. It's <laughs> the tie-dye. <laughs> I was actually really preppy to a point oh, at that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw a picture. Right. You kind of looked like I wore uh, blazers to school yeah. and like bow ties. She's like, well, um, if he can afford a bow tie and, uh, and a blazer, he no, totally and bought it these It basically pots. turned into she was just like <laughs> sadly intimidated for what reason. I don't know why. I've never felt that way about anybody that is learning or like... If 
you know, I have friends that are making pots and they're mm -hmm. doing pretty well with mm -hmm. not that much experience. It, the truth is, it takes a confidence in your instructor to right. not be intimidated right. by oh, seeing for sure. your student. Right, and that's, uh, and that's it. I'm confident in myself. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with my pots. Mm -hmm. And so... But it sounds like she may have know, been a little intimidated. And I think what tells it all is she wanted to have a throw oh. So Really? Why yeah, we had a, I totally like a forgot about it. We had a throw-off, just her and I one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, that's funny. And what? see, I was just talking about this the other day because I forgot about it. And I said, the thing is, is the problem was it was who could throw 25 pounds of clay the best. Uh -huh. And oh, that's a lot. she chose <laughs> the easy route and just decided to make a bowl. Okay. And I would say most potters could probably make a 25-pound bowl. Yeah. Um, I chose because, to make a tall pot. Because you can have a 10-pound right. area You could have trim. a giant foot. <laughs> um, and I decided to make a tall pot, a big vase. Uh -huh. And I got, I got it probably around 20 inches tall and it, it ended up collapsing because I we didn't Aww. have like a torch or anything like that yeah. um, you know but I tried to go bigger tall yeah. and not and so flat. did she did she think she and, took the but then well I don't know thing. because then the kind of switch up was she she made it and then didn't really trim it so the base was like two yeah. inches thick and then yeah. it exploded and so it was okay oh. oh she didn't trim it no she didn't really trim it at all oh. and then it just blew up well <laughs> so. I think that was a draw <laughs> yeah and I think it's worth another um, and I think yeah, our just, podcast would love to host a, a throw down. A throwdown. Throw we could absolutely do a throwdown. <laughs> yeah. I just saw on Instagram, and I don't even know who this was through, but it was a girl who was trying to throw with feet, and her hands yeah, were I've her hands these. were working fine. So yeah. she was doing it for. It's more of a kink thing than uh, it is a. Apparently I'm show so, you, but you know. you know what? First of all, I will say there are some people who are more endowed with long toes. <laughs> you got like finger toes. My wife uh, runs and posts pictures of running photos. Yeah. And she said that she has guys message her on Instagram and they want From pictures her of her feet. Her feet? <laughs> well, yeah. you understand you're missing out on a lot of financial stability. I know. That's what I told her. I'm like, it's just your feet. It's just your feet. I was rubbing her feet the other night and I brought and, this up because I was massaging them. I'm like, you have really nice feet. She's like, yeah, other people want to see them. Like, she, but hey. she's not running shoeless. No, I don't like know. where are they getting this the sexy image of what's happening in that shoe? I don't. I don't she must check take her some messages. Pretty I, cool maybe, photos. Yeah. So after high school, yep, I moved, I moved. to you, medicine right away. When you took Ryan's class, where you're like, who is this guy? No, well, I, I was, was intimidated because I was pretty jacked and yeah, tattoos. I didn't really have any tattoos at the time, so it was cool. You know, he's like this, uh, you know, grumpy looking tattooed guy. <laughs> um, how many? How many classes? Mates did he make cry with his his antics? No, in the class I, I had, there was only did, one person oh that was God, like I really. Did you get any criers? No, I don't know if she did. She was really upset that she didn't pass, but she also didn't pay for the class, so oh. and she never showed up. Well, I feel like what? there's that's a trifecta, man. Of, yeah, of was, not being successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was that young girl that uh, talked all the time and just messed around, but she'd also be late like every day. Oh. And and then you said that like halfway through the semester you had like one checked something and realized that she had like never even like technically fully finished the enrollment of the class. Oh no, so she was a, she was freebie? She was I don't know. Like, she was a but it was like, it was Yeah, it was interesting. She was strange. Well, you should have made her cry. Yeah. You didn't make her cry. She would always tell me a mean face. Sure. You've made so. people cry? Oh yeah, students. Have you? Well, not on purpose. But... Nobody has cried for me. Well, it's happened at work before and it really hurt. You've had somebody cry for no, you? No, he cried. You I cried? <laughs> all the time. I'm sensitive. <laughs> you should know this. <laughs> I, I, I've never made anybody cry. Well, you meet people that but I also, will cry really easy sometimes but, and you don't try. But it's my maternal instincts that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
And maybe it's more like I don't have patience. Suck it up, buttercup. Work it out. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, you don't learn to play the guitar in one lesson. Well, right. Or practicing for an afternoon, for a three-hour class. The the key thing is is exactly also something Paul had said early on. But we're in his class, and and, uh, there was someone there. She'd been taking class for... Six years. uh, Like a couple (laughs) years, I think. Maybe like a year and a half or something like that. But she'd been consistently doing like his class for a little bit. Uh-huh. She, I think, got like self-conscious that I, like, she was like, kept looking at my pots mm. and like, kind of said something to Paul about it. And she's like, "What the heck? Like, you know, he's doing all this stuff, and then I'm still struggling with, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Yeah, yes. making this thing." And he just flat out was like, "Okay, well, like, let's add up how much time you actually spend on this." Yeah, you know, because what the the cliche rule of thumb is like ten thousand hours to you know so-called become a master. It's mm-hmm. dumb. You know, he said, you know, you take that, and he's like, "So what? You come to my class once a week?" Mm-hmm. It's like he added it up, and it's like less than a hundred hours. Right. You know, and then he goes and then Brendan, it's like he's going to school, he's doing it at school, he's coming here and right. his, wife All the would, opportunity. his wife would make me dinner and I would just stay in the basement and then Aww. hang out and then I would go home and continue doing it. Yeah. And so even at that time I was still putting in like almost yeah. considerably like a full work day. Yeah. And well, that's the same thing I told us when I came and demoed on MATC. Mm-hmm. You know, that girl asked me, she's like, well if I want to do what you did, how do I do it? I was like, do it all the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Do nothing else. Like even yeah. at MATC I sacrificed my grades to be a better potter yeah you know i was using my money from work to rent a studio and to make pots outside of matc it's one of those things where mastering the wheel mm-hmm. you know the subtlety right. the how about even rolling a coil like oh how many of your students right now can roll a coil not like many so. not many they sit down and roll coils and i'm like yeah. okay okay the first thing you need to do stand up and use your feet and, and, yeah, yeah. and use your whole <laughs> hand use your whole hand yeah and maybe well yeah and have right? space because people would be right yeah right and they do they'd roll a coil and they put it on their pot and they'd roll another coil and i'm just from my experience with my own work where i'm like you know what if you're approaching it that way then you're not seeing the whole picture right. so i want you to roll as you know yeah. having made some stuff for me make a whole <laughs> bunch of it oh yeah Brendan and then coils, assemble right? it and so you got I rolled coils and pressed flowers <laughs> And, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's super tedious. It's, it's not high skill right. level. That's the thing that's funny about the, some of the stuff I do. I feel like the skill level that it's, it's the uh, persistent. Yeah. But you'd be it's surprised. The... A lot of these things translate into pastry. Oh, and so 100%. also being a pastry chef, a lot of the stuff is like detail oriented, but it's like mm-hmm. fine minute details. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that took me a long time to realize, but a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. and they don't pay attention to them. There's stuff that to like you and I or Ryan or whatever might be like, yes, I see that. Ob- obviously mm-hmm. I see that. And we know a lot of people because of the people we surround ourselves with who also are like yes i understand that. but then you get into an environment where someone is like new or like whatever and then it all of a sudden it's been you still don't understand and that's no it. it's no shade on anybody but there's sort of just something i think with certain people it looks to be like i need to pay attention a little yeah area. but the even hall. with that yeah. though i mean but there'll be people that pay attention and take videos <laughs> and everything of right. demos trying to pay attention to every detail and they still don't get it. so sometimes it's right. just you know people well, are different it, and it's have that different. nuance yeah. it's yeah, that right. nuance of yeah. seeing I, I think it's again kind of seeing the whole and breaking right. it into yeah. bite-sized right. pieces. Right. Yeah. Well, so okay. So you did how many semesters with, with at did, MATC then? I did two semesters. Well, technically three, but the third one was I just I wasn't taking any other classes, and I just did a so, sculpture class. With Ryan. Okay. I had my first semester was intro with Ryan, mm-hmm. and then, uh, I did alternative firing techniques, and then I would come before and just hang out during Ryan's like after.
class nice. and do that. And then the third semester was when I moved into Mark's house uh-huh. and I took a sculpture class to like get out of the house, go somewhere Oh else. yeah, I so. forgot so, about that. So you were doing, because Ryan helped set that up, right? With Mark's Good Lark to do an uh, apprenticeship? Ryan, Ryan and Joe Cole. Oh, uh, and Joe Mineral Cole Point. Yeah, so, um, you know, well, because that was, you know, another, you know, thing that I was going to talk about is just like, uh, how many doors Ryan has opened for me, you know? Ryan, um, you're such a door You know, door being the guy. Uh, you know, because not only did he give me my passion for wood firing and uh-huh. made that kind of be like, like, this is what I want, you know, like it was kind of like the missing piece to like, I like to make pots, but I can't seem to finish them how I like. Uh-huh. And then I, we wood fired them. This is, this well, is yeah. it. He's and, making all these pots in school, you know, glazing and then they come out just like, oh, garbage. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. So and, we didn't have a gas kiln then either. Right, yeah. right. And, oh, you only yeah. had electric at that yeah. time. Yeah. So it was, I hated it. Oh. Yeah. I and didn't then, glaze uh, anything there. Yeah, doing that. And then also just, you know, the people Ryan obviously knows. And so at the time, you know, he just said, I'm going to hook you up with whoever basically wants help or anything that right. you can learn from them. I, at that point, I was like, I'll work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, Joel Cole started calling me and was just like, hey, if you help me, you know what? I think I help him board concrete and put down bricks for he has like a, a little area in front of his firebox and his big kiln is Naboragama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I helped like put the cinder blocks in and pour the concrete and like put the bricks lower. And then I helped him re-stucco or whatever at the top of the kiln. And then it gave me like kiln space. And you know, that time we just like spent yeah. talking about it and whatnot. Um, How cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, <clears throat> and then at that time, you know, I we just I mean, we work all day together. At one point he just goes, hey, uh, Mark Skidlar, uh, his apprentice is leaving. He probably would take another one. And he goes, you don't seem super happy with school. So, <laughs> you know, I feel like that would be the way for you. And he, you know, apprentice for Mark Hewitt, North Carolina. So he is from that background. And, yeah. and uh, next day I texted Mark during English 2 at MATC. uh, Well, before that, I remember introducing you to Mark, and you were super nervous. I'm like, let's just talk to him. (laughs) Mark rejected me before that. That's why I was nervous. I I joke with him a lot about it. I forgot about it. Yeah, right out of high school, Mark rejected me. It's it's a tricky situation, because it is, I mean, I do feel like the clay world is who you know, and who's going to stand up and speak for you. And also, but I also came to think about it. Tie-dye shirt. Tie-dye shirt. (laughs) I came to think about it, though, once I was living at his house. That he had Gavin, who is also a good friend of mine now. He lives in Denver making pots. Yeah. Um, but Gavin was his apprentice at the time, and so I sh- I just showed up. Yeah. And I had messaged him, I think, and was like, "Hey, I'll do anything." And she was like, hey, "Teach me stuff, whatever." Um, I came and I think I plugged clay for a day. And I up. you know I fucked a lot of stuff up and was just like, That's "Hey, I could I could do this more." But then I thought about it, and he was like, "No, I you know I have Gavin, whatever." And then I thought about it, you know, I was living there, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, it'd be like someone showing up now, and they're coming here to do my job because that's." <laughs> why I lived there is I did yeah. all that yeah. stuff yeah you know and that was you know in a way how I you know because Mark bought my food and I lived there for free yeah it's the so, timing it's the right timing. you know and it was just weird timing and yeah. then it all worked it, it wasn't it, perfect yet at that right. point but, yeah and then yeah. you had some more experience and worked with more people which yeah I just I, feel like those opportunities are it's really great fantastic. I sometimes wish I had spent more time doing it mm-hmm. you know if I wasn't I mean really if right. financial stability wasn't a part of things I probably would have done a lot of different things but well, well, it, we do have to pay Bills. More yeah. time with Tony, probably. I would have spent more time with Tony. <laughs> Tony Winchester. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and the first time I introduced you to him, he's like, You're not fucking with me, right? This guy's not a joke, is he? Like, he's like, If he was <laughs> really up, it's on you. It's on you. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure 
he's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, and now he tells me he loves me on the phone, so Aww. we we've surpassed the so you nice. know the parts. He's really great, and and I've gotten a lot out of working with him. And, you know, I really think it's just working with different people and, yeah. and seeing different approaches, different approaches 100%. to all the stuff. Because especially spending the last, I mean, even after I moved out of Marks, I spent the last basically four years throwing production. Yeah. And you know, even at Marks House, even though the production's not like throwing at like raw pottery, you mm -hmm. know, like I did, but to a degree, you know, you're throwing, you know, fifty of the same shape mug, you mm -hmm. know, fifty of the same bowl, etc. Mm -hmm. And this goes on, and then going to row and throwing. And I'm throwing the same shape a hundred times. Around. Right. So depending on what background you come from, sometimes it's not always respected and recognized no. as the value behind it. But right. I just think it's a fantastic way to be really competent. Yeah. No, it it, it, it is a, definitely. Wheel, wheel. Um, you know, I found peace in it. Yeah. You know, and especially from working with John Tiller, uh, the potter. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. We have to. Um, <laughs> I know. I saw him not too long ago. He's he's. he's Wild. I haven't he, seen him for so I, long and so much I'd energy. love to see him. Um, you know, but we like really sat down and talked once. I remember feeling pretty good about throwing and we were both throwing mugs at row. We were both throwing the same traditional row stein. Yep. I had thrown, well, I don't know if you can picture it, you know, the big carts there. and you can fit two boards on each level. Yeah. So I believe I filled one side of my cart. Yep. And so I believe, yeah, I think I had thrown 80 mugs. I filled half my cart. Uh -huh. I turned around and John had filled his whole cart. <laughs> and I I didn't know what to say. I'm just like, what in the hell? Yeah. And I, you know, and I, we would talk He's a lot and I was just, efficient. I went up to him and I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> and we had this whole conversation about when he was throwing pots at Rockdale, you know, that he's like, obviously we got paid piece rate. Yep. It's like the more pots I made, the more money I made. And he goes, I was throwing tiny little crocs, little cylinder pots. Yep. He's like, what can I eliminate from the process to throw these pots faster and more efficient? And it was basically just taking that and translating it into other forms as like, how can I efficiently get this pot done but it'd still be nice you know what's so interesting about that is this is his profession and I haven't talked to him in years right but he's been able to balance work life and All family life 400,000 other things that he yeah. does <laughs> right? Right. well he doesn't but he doesn't make pots at home no he and goes he does a he, tiny bit he comes you know right but he comes to work and he makes pieces but I guess my 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 wordy way to say this is I do feel like with anybody taking on a new art form, learning the wheel or whatever. Mm -hmm. We talked about this even tonight, Ryan, with your pieces with the glaze not always acting the way that you want it. As a ceramic artist, you're constantly solving problems. Mm -hmm. So you are always thinking. And with, with somebody like John Tiller, he didn't need a professor or an instructor right. to say, how can you be more proficient? Or how can you solve this problem? Oh, you're having a problem getting your pots to right. 20 inches. And and the fact that he was self-motivated enough. I don't know, after three years of COVID, people are in that same mind space to be able to handle or tackle some right. problems. I feel like yeah. there's a, an exhausted yeah. nature that people can't well, approach Well, that's just right. living with technology and screens and, and all And having that. answers always yeah. there. And then there's other things to play. I mean, 100% John is, you know, neurodivergent. We're mm -hmm. both ADHD. Mm -hmm. it's, and that's a big part of it is the focusing on things, thinking mm -hmm. about other things, trying to learn new things always. I too often am trying to do too many things at a time and I also work a full-time job. But do you and feel like though, because you're also, you 
with the pastry chef, you do right. play. Do you feel like somebody with ADHD owns fact, a business? Owns yeah. a business, <laughs> yeah. But but do you feel like like having the because my background, I'm also dyslexic and I'm a dy- right. dyslexia okay. instructor. <clears throat> but the more more multisensory mm-hmm. it is, the more you can kind of build those bridges in your yeah. brain. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm wondering for somebody yeah. who is ADHD to have that that multisensory right. hands things. Yeah, physical and, things I've always clicked on better. I can, I'm, sure. I'm, you know, a pretty decent woodworker and I've always been really into that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and all of those physical things, you know, I got into like carving mm-hmm. while I was at Mark's house and all of that, you know, I would sit there in fire kiln and carve spoons. He was and, carving spoons, <laughs> spending hours and then it just dries and cracks. My dad's was, super into carving spoons. Oh, yeah. right you now. should give Brendan a We should spoon. hang out. Also, he should just... Well, the, the, the spoons for the salad tonight were made by my dad. Oh, heck yeah. So That's super I, got awesome. a, I got a pocket spoon. Brian got a pocket spoon. Pocket you spoons. didn't bring it tonight, though. You could have. Br- you knew there was soup. Why didn't you bring your pocket spoon? I didn't know that it was fancy. I didn't oh know I had to gosh. bring my own spoon. <laughs> mm, yeah. I don't know if that'd be fancy, bring your own spoon. No, but I feel well, like... it's a special occasion spoon. It's a special spoon. So, <laughs> Brendan mentioned earlier about coming in and demoing. And it was like the first night of throwing. Oh. And I'm like, hey, just come in and demo. Yeah. You know, and talk about what you're doing. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about it. Like, he was throwing with Mark for a year or maybe two by yeah, then. Yeah, I think a year or so, yeah. And then he came in and threw the way that Mark threw. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, no one pay attention. Like, this isn't the way, <laughs> this isn't the way I'm teaching Pretend it. this is a TikTok. Just, right. this just, is a TikTok. You're not. This is not the steps yeah. I'm going to teach you because I don't throw <laughs> yeah. this one. So it's pretty interesting, like, the way you, you know, instantly open the piece after centering and stuff like right. that. And I wanted How to, do you I, open it? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen how you uh, open it. It depends. See, this is the big switch. I've, I've is just this been where ex- you open with your toes? Like yes, we about it's earlier? where I open with my toes. Yes, <laughs> it's a smooth transition, um, but not the weird toe. Um, uh, it, depending on what you're throwing, because if it's you know for markets, whether you're throwing flatware or hollowware, okay, you know, so whether it's like something that would be a cylinder, yeah, and so like cone funnel type shape, yeah. or if it's a, a bowl or a plate or something along those lines, because like bowls and plate they don't get open, right? You know, right? You're just it's, spreading them. You're just spreading it it's a mm-hmm. flat thick pad of clay and yeah. then you're just expanding the lip yes. and then that's okay and that's what i've been ex- trying to explain to people um, that i've been helping at the studio is that i feel people spend too much time trying to throw what they would think is like a finished pot because mm. people think that it needs to like come off the wheel done mm. you know like the, the pots that they see at art fairs right they're grabbing like a bowl or a plate and they feel like what they're grabbing is like how it comes off the wheel almost and it's basically just getting like touched up mm-hmm. some which people is, do that though. some people do mm-hmm. that to an extent flat bottoms right and flat bottom plate yeah. which whatever mm-hmm. um you know but and, and then they're not understanding that a lot of people trans mm-hmm. because you know mark would talk to me he's like i can throw this pot a lot faster if i throw it a little bit thicker and the amount of time i can throw it and trim it is a lot quicker than if i spent that much time trying to throw, throw it thin enough yeah. you know That's and a good so point. you know that was a big part of it but the big switch because i really changed how i threw pots when i just started working for mark um, yeah. i still open with my thumbs you open with your thumbs yeah but then it's like bringing it out but then i don't always have enough water but like if you bring it out and then pull it up at the same time almost yeah. you know so that's the john like tiller this. move is yeah. like it's yeah. out and up yeah. and it's like one movement is yeah. opening it and doing a first pull you right. know so then basically making a mug is like barely two poles and you're so done i was just gonna say so yeah. do you do it because i always say the ideal is three poles or right. less yeah right. i'm not a perfect right. thrower by any means i don't throw a ton but i can throw a mug <laughs> in two poles yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's because someone told me i should be able to do that so, I, so in college and up. i worked on it yeah, yeah. well and if you're doing a rib pull too. Throwing pots for other people. It's a nice way to make money. 
But it's muscle memory, so you have to it's muscle memory. that muscle memory. And I joke that in high school I met a woman, I believe her name was Betsy McMullen, that threw production a long time ago. Incredible at throwing pots. I mean, I saw this woman make some crazy stuff. And we were talking and she was really going on about it and saying that it's really hard because she's thrown the same pots for so long that getting out of that was like, you know, really difficult. And she kind of struggled with like not knowing what to make. How do you find your own voice? Right. Also, I was, you know, 17. How do you not have ideas, right? Because at the time I have all the ideas, right? I'm watching YouTube videos, I'm reading things, I'm talking to people and I'm like, I have too many ideas. And then I started throwing pots for Roe, I started throwing pots for Bruce, I threw pots for Mary Pratt, and mm-hmm. I worked for Mark, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden one day... Oh, you threw pots for me, and I threw pots for Ryan, and Ryan, was nice. Ryan dried them too fast, <laughs> <No>. and... <laughs> it sucked. It was like a thousand bucks worth of work, and like every oh, single piece. Oh, And uh, yeah, and I, I would throw the Firefest steins for Mark, and so I did a round of steins, and then I was like, I'm gonna make my own steins. I couldn't figure it out and I just kept like throwing them and being like I don't like it uh-huh. and then I threw one and I go eh, I kind of like that and I stepped away from the wheel and I'm like that's a row pottery stein yep I'm like you've got to be kidding me you just need to make a stamp of your face <laughs> yeah, I know be and, different. but you, and, that's the thing is the amount of untraining you have to do right to be able and, to and make like what is and it? yeah and it's like you know and it's hard because like everyone says that you can't make something that's not been made everything's been made yeah right every shape's been done every whatever glaze however you want to say it and so it's just in your way changing into what you feel like represents you and what you want it to be you know which is the same thing as what i take out of marks is i really like a lot of the pots he makes and i gained incredible skill from throwing pots with him which is why i feel like i benefited a lot because i worked with tony and i worked with mark at the same time yeah you know, which threw Mark off because I was apprenticing for him. And then I went and stayed at Tony's house for two weeks and made pots with was Tony. Was he jealous? And he's like, you know, he's kind of like, what are you, you know, what are you up to? And I'm like, I'm up to a lot of things. Um, all kinds of crazy things. All kinds things. of crazy things. And uh, this is the first time in like four years that I've gotten to like make whatever I want to make. Which sounds which amazing. Crazy. It's crazy. But at the same time it's you're taking chances you haven't had to think right. about in a long right. time exactly. and you're also your eye is so well yeah. trained to the subtleties of those pieces that you've been making right. that then you have to retrain your eye mm-hmm. to what is your right. own aesthetics and right. what at the same time you made mark take chances and try i did and mark too. mark really opened up at the end of my apprenticeship and let me i think it started when the the last year i lived with him i think i was at mark's for three years mm-hmm. he went on vacation you know, at that point, I knew what I needed to make. Mm-hmm. You know, we were starting a making cycle because Mark fired two times a year. So we fired in the spring and the fall and we'd make pots for roughly two to three months about before mm-hmm. we fire kiln. You know, I knew the way I started each cycle. I started the cycle making mugs. I would transition from mugs into bowls and so on. And so he left. I made a bunch of mugs. I made a bunch of bowls. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do what I want to do. And so I, you know, I made my own round of mugs. I made my own round of bowls. Of stuff that he didn't normally make and I just made them and because he kind of said yeah and he and he kind of you know he joked he's like as long as it doesn't look bad you can make it and so you know I kind of just started making stuff and he you know sometimes I'd ask him like do you mind if I do this or that and he goes if it doesn't look bad do it and so I you know I got to I did get to 
do more different things and I, I do feel like maybe you know let mark think about different things and, that's good you know, for I whatever mean, it is we all benefit from working with other people right now you have a business where you have other artisans yeah, or other pots. ceramics seeing some really cool pots from people, people in a space but i just think that there's so much benefit from working around other people and mm-hmm. and, and being around other artists and Absolutely, talking yeah. and business. so let's talk about your new business right next to Madison College right next but to Madison College a good friend of mine James and I opened up a I guess you'd say a community studio in a kind of warehouse style building it's called the kiln shed there's no shed or kiln. No, there's no shed. No, there <laughs> they, are kilns. They have kilns. Uh, I'm in the process of finishing building a, a wood kiln. And then we'll be putting up a gas kiln hopefully before this year is over. And then obviously a bunch of electric kilns. But we have... No Canadian kilns. No Canadian kilns. and uh, I would not recommend no. buying a Canadian kiln. Unless mm. you like to buy lots of elements. This is fair. Yes. Um, but yeah, we rent out private space, and so we have little private studios for people that they can pay. I think we have about 10 of them. Those are all full, and then we have a classroom area for teaching pottery classes. And, and you have classes. shelves too, right? And then we have shelves for people that want to, you know, maybe not take a class and not have a studio, but... Maybe some experience um, that they're Some experience, yeah, and they can come in at certain whatever times, and they can make their own stuff and what, have it fired. How many wheels do you have? About 10, okay. I believe. Our, our student area, it's a little mixed up because our student area has, I believe, seven, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And then we have in the shelf area for the shelf members, there's two wheels. So if they come in during a class, they have a space to make pots if they would like to, if they're not full. Mm-hmm. Right now we have studio uh, like interns or assistants, whatever you want to call them, that kind of work for us. And then we pay them in. In the studio space. In B-Coins. In B-Coins. In B- <laughs> B-Bucks. B-Bucks. That's from something, and I can't think of what it's from. Is it but... from Roblox? I feel like that's... No, I haven't, want... I haven't played Minecraft Roblox. Game. It's going back um, to like the way companies used to be, where they would just pay you the in the company, company money. So right. he sells mac and cheese there and different things <laughs> exactly. you can buy with B-Bucks. It, things you can buy with mac and cheese. I think so. We should make, <laughs> and... we should make C-Bucks. For clay bucks. Yeah. So then you get paid in clay yeah. bucks. Uh, but yeah, and then there's a wheel for the assistants. We kind of also missed out a uh, less wheel because we let studio members, if they have their own private studio, they can rent a wheel. Oh, And so nice. that was, a, that was another thing. So they thing. don't have to own their own they wheel. They don't then. have to own their own wheel. What's so they the can interest pay rate a in monthly, renting? I think it's like $20 a month extra on their rent. Uh, That's pretty reasonable. And so I they pay that. and they can have a wheel... It was a decision we made not realizing how hard it was to get wheels right now. Yeah. Well, really, also, really hard. Like, that's yeah. quite a bit of money to like... It is a fair amount of money. To invest yeah. in a wheel is... I yeah. couldn't afford a wheel to... Well, right. To, well, um, actually, to like... Well, you know, and the, but that's the thing is a lot of these people want to make pots. They want to do their thing. But, you know, they're not people that are doing this for money. They're no. doing it because they want to do it. Because they love it. And you're inhibiting young potters from buying wheels cheap on Craigslist by a letting these people there are wheels no for wheels cheap. for cheap on craigslist no. i well there used to be the cheap wheels i got we need these old the people. surplus from uh uw swap, UW swap yeah. i got two brent wheels on uw swap 
and I felt really bad because I burned some the same guy two times in a row out of buying wheels, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna win. Well, you know what? If you're quicker, I'm sorry. And, well, it wasn't quick. The funny thing about UW Swap is, so on eBay, yeah. right? If someone tops your bid, you have to bid again to okay. win, right? Can you set um, it up though so it automatically bids no, up for you? No, but on UW Swap, it automatically to... does it. So let's say, right? Okay, so on so UW your, Swap, so your max is. Say seven hundred. Right. It will just then but in the thing five dollar increment. Right. But the thing is whatever. on eBay. So like if you're buying something on eBay and it's a hundred dollars yeah. and you're like, I want this now. Yeah. yeah. You bid five hundred dollars. It puts it immediately puts that bid to five hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. now anybody that sees it is like, I have to pay more than five hundred dollars or I can't have it. On UW Swap, <laughs> they have it where if something is a hundred dollars like this wheel, I can pull up and be like. My top bid's a thousand dollars, but it won't show that to anybody, and mm. so everyone else will bid. They'll be like, "Okay, a one fifty, and then immediately it bids me at one fifty five, and it oh, just continues awesome. to do that until they surpass my one thousand dollars. UW swap, UW swap, screwed me. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a student, there was two clay mixers there. Ooh. Soldners. The big hole. Yeah. So they were only open Thursdays and Fridays. So I went to Thursday as a student. I could get in. 100 bucks. I didn't have 100 bucks. Oh. I went home. I got 100 bucks. I borrowed 100 bucks from rando people. No C bucks? You can pay them. No C bucks. And it was before B bucks <laughs> were a thing. So I got 100 bucks. Went back the next day at 8 30 in the morning. It was gone. Yeah. They opened at 8. Someone oh, got it. Oh, 100 bucks? No. The next day, it went to 50 bucks. Shut up. All I had to do was be there super early. It was for 50 bucks? Beat up whoever was there in line and get it. Well, let's find out. Do they keep a record? It's like 20, 25 years ago. I feel like there's value to finding out who bought it. And it's if it's a solder, it's still it's still mixing. Well, also those arms are still spinning in yeah, the concrete. It didn't have any safety barrel. things, so like maybe the guy lost his arms and it. Sad. Like, yeah. Yeah, sad. we don't need. That's safety. the big thing I'm looking for is a solder mixer. Well, I think we're gonna have to find out who bought it so, and see if they would like some yeah. C bucks in exchange for the mixer. There was also. Three Otherwise, mixers not hooked up by the time I graduated that were just sitting oh, that had no safeties. There's no way they could have ever yeah, been hooked up UW there. Would, and I wanted to take one, and my professor said, no, we're going to hook them up. And I'm like, no, students are so. going to get their arms ripped off. See, I'm trying to get stuff from you to be whitewater. Yeah. And I'm luckily, I know someone that is kind of in with in the, this stuff. In the... But um, it is weird, though, because it's, it's still it's a school. But they're not yeah. using anything, and they stopped mixing clay a long time ago. Oh, they don't make their own clay they anymore? They haven't for a long time. OSHA shut everything down. Yeah. Honestly, Fucking actually, though. OSHA. It really did. And, and, and part of it is a certain professor that they have in there. That lost um, both arms, and now is yeah, throwing with their both feet. Arms. They actually lost and their arms. Heard, heard, and both their I've lungs. Heard, yeah. <laughs> I've heard so they, that they, they, are they armless and iron. Yeah. <laughs> they really long toes. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what's altering our world. What's altering my world? What? Clay world. Like I said, I get to make new pots for the first time. So I'm kind of developing. And you're excited. I'm excited. I'm kind of switching gears to something I didn't think I would do. Changing it a little bit and doing kind of different lines of things. So I will be doing my normal wood-fired pots, which will kind of be the mass selection of things. 
But then because of the studio, I'll be doing Cone 6, and so I'm getting into the whole world of speckled clay with manganese. Oh my gosh. Doing that whole deal. It does look nice, so I'm doing that. And then also I have a friend of mine drawing me some images that I will be getting custom overglazed decals. Um, oh, fun. And I will be putting some decals on pots. And so he's nice. going to draw me some photos. And nice. uh, yeah. we're going to kind of just like collab on stuff. And he was super jacked to the idea of like being paid to make art. I don't think, you know, that's ever been a thing for him. And brought it up to him and he was kind of like, what the fuck are you? What do you mean? What is this you, you speak draw, of? Like, you want me to draw you photos and you put them on your pots. And I was like, yeah, well, like, I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. I'll pay Four dollars a month. You know, and I was <laughs> no. like, oh. And, <laughs> and I was like, I'll pay He's you. Not that rich. I'll pay you no. for your sheet of images, you know. And then I was like, and then you'll get a percentage of each sale I make with that's those awesome. and, and He was like super stoked about it, and so that's kind of what I'm most excited about is kind of collaborating with my friend Aaron. Yeah, exciting, doing some different things, switching it mixing up, mixing so, it up. Yeah, mixing it up. Love it. So Ryan, what's what's altering your world? Work on my studio started this past week. Brendan's uncle. Who doesn't talk very much? Oh, is he uh, one of the the workers? Yeah, I had him do work in the past. Oh. Um, we're jacking up the building four inches, pouring new concrete. I also, in the last month, have gotten twelve hundred hard brick. I just need to get some arches, and you know, it's my first step to my own wood fire camera. My own special place. I've been so. watching the middle, and I'm being that Yo, the youngest son. Brick <laughs> talks to himself. He talks to himself. He's making his own. So I'm excited it's about that. Like it's going to be nice to like not have a table. I mean, it's going to be not to make you feel bad. I'm working in a space the size of your studio, so it'll be nice to actually have something actually like five s- times the size. Expand so. out. Let's tell the listeners how awesome your friend Rochelle is for firing your work. Oh, yes, yeah. Sir. So it, another great thing is I want to have to bring my work to <laughs> Shelly's house to fire. But you'll miss seeing me, though. I feel yeah. like maybe... Well, your dog's starting to like me now. Oh, so. she's such a pain. He used to fire my pots for me. See, you know what, though? I so feel like... So he switched roles. He did a nice thing for me, so now you do a nice thing I for him. I do feel like what comes around so goes around. Yeah, and so I'm not going to do anything I, nice for you. And yeah, you know yeah. what? You will. You will do nice I'll things for me. I'll fire your pots. I know if it's not you, then I'll just talk to Kay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to make it happen. So the exciting thing, what's altering your world is the new studio. Well, yeah, it's getting. I mean, it's happening. I, I hope it's by mid January I'm going to be in there. I got a wood stove. Oh, I got man. all the things. You're going to be nice. living large, man. I got like six cords of wood split. Yeah, that would be awesome. I got tennis elbow. Weekend. Yeah, he's got a compression elbow thing. Old man. Old man. <laughs> old man. Dear. All right, what's altering my world is I'm almost caught up on my orders. So I can make new work. Heck yeah. Yeah. And we have a sale. And we have a sale coming up. But who knows when this pod will drop. It will be a holiday sale. And if this happens afterwards, I'm sorry you guys missed such an awesome time. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good time. Grumpy old man pots. Well, Nick DeVries is coming down Nick, too. it's going to be the, so tri- the trifecta, yeah. man. Yeah. And we're going to have like veggie chili in the crack pot. Heck yeah. Crack pot. So, into veggie chili. So I have like, what, three weeks to make a whole lot of pots. 
Yeah, I have to get my studio and Ryan's in the running same camp. and my uh, kiln functional. So I may, be, I may be firing some more of Ryan's pots. But I know in the big picture, it's all going to even out in the end. It's all going to even out. It does. And it does. you just keep paying it forward and exactly. keep doing the best you can. Thanks for listening, guys. Adios. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Ciao. You know, it's kind of a garbage wheel. It's a wheel that actually uh, Todd a gave me. A wheel for the yeah. assistance. Um, you know, but they have a wheel. Can be a great persistence when Sims. they You don't go. have to sing the <laughs> <laughs> If we have enough recording, we I think we should all throw on with our feet tonight on this oh, podcast. Oh, God. That <laughs> sounds horrid. <laughs> You've got sandals on. I have Birkenstocks you just, on. You just, just Not take that off I have sandals. Sandals is a loose term. I could be wearing flip flops with sandals on. I have Birkenstocks Ryan, on. Ryan's just got socks. It's oh, been long enough where I have to take my a potty break. Gosh. If we're all thrown with our feet, that would make a good TikTok. So maybe it wouldn't be such a good podcast. TikTok is a lot. Do we ever say anything else at the end of this thing? I don't know. It's been a long time. We, we've been. <laughs> Brendan's yawning. <laughs>